Hey there, you're listening to the Soul Survivor New South Wales podcast. Here is some great Bible teaching from our More Than a Song 2016 conference. For more information, go to our website, soulsurvivornsw.org.au. Enjoy! Amen. Amen. Thanks, Matt. Can I have a hand for Matt? What an absolute legend. <laughs> I love that man. He actually, he, uh, he called me uh, about a, a month ago and we had a couple of uh, coffees and he's just such a, a passionate man that just loves Jesus with all his heart. He loves you all and, and, and you can really see it um, behind the scenes. It's not just when he's, when he's up, when he's sharing. It's, um, it's every minute of every day and, and I've been really inspired by that, Matt. So thanks for having me here. Um, it's an absolute honour. Um, So my name's Jeremy. Uh, I am a uh, songwriter, uh, producer, and absolutely love music, have um, my whole life. Do I have any songwriters in the house? I heard that there was like a, there was a prayer um, a couple of nights ago for singers, songwriters. Singers are always really shy. You need your friends to. Um, I absolutely love it. I love to be able to tell stories, uh, to be able to share God's love. Um, to be able to encourage uh, through, uh, through uh, yeah, the vehicle of song. It's something I'm so passionate about. I actually just had, uh, just finished up with 10 years in a band called New Empire. And I started uh, that when, I was, uh, when I was, we were 19. We, uh, we started in my friend Kale's garage in Cronulla. And we were, uh, yeah, we, we basically over the, over the next 10 years, we, we got to travel a whole bunch around the world. And God has just uh, really opened my eyes uh, to see the world he loves so much. You know, he loves, he loves everyone so much and he doesn't put any boundaries on that. Um, so when, if we would, we would be in churches and, and we, we would play um, to people in churches and, and, and the Holy Spirit would come and then we would be in really dingy, pretty dark places as well, like clubs and theatres and the Holy Spirit would come. And he just, he loves everyone. He loves his children. He loves humanity. So I just, I really pray uh, tonight that um, you'll be encouraged by my story and you will learn a little bit more of what it means to be a son and a daughter. So why don't we just start by praying and just inviting him into this space. Lord, I thank you that you're close, that you are here with us right now. Lord, we just, we acknowledge and we honor your presence in this building right now. Lord, I pray that your, that your heart and your love for your children would come and unlock hearts right now. Lord, I thank you that you are a safe place to run to. Yeah, we love you, God. Amen. So we finished up um, in New Empire um, six months ago, and I wanted to share um, just one, one story about that before I get on to uh, a little bit of my story growing up. Uh, we, we did a final tour around New Zealand and Australia, and uh, God's really been teaching me about his goodness and his love and how it's with us all the time. 
wherever you go, when you wake up in the morning, when you lie down at night, He's with you always. I think one of my favorite verses, it says, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And um, so we were in Adelaide for one of our shows and it was actually the one that I was least looking forward to. Um, and that was because we, we, had some, um, we had some problems with the venue, some stuff came up, and um, it was just looking like it was going to be a bit of a, a hard effort. Um, but God loves to surprise us, and he loves to do amazing things when we least expect it. And um, I was actually, we were preparing for the show, and uh, I was in the venue, and I was, just, I was speaking with, uh, with three girls before the show, and... Uh, I was just prompted as I was chatting, just having normal chit-chat, everything was really, really friendly. And I remember just thinking, Lord, is there anything that you want to say? And just inviting him into that conversation. And all of a sudden, as soon as I said that, I just heard migraines in my head. And I was like, okay, that's a little bit strange. I'm just going to seal on that for a second. And I'm like, Lord, are you, sh- are you sure this is you? Because I'm going to look really weird if I just say this out of nowhere. And he was like, Yes, it's me. So um, these, these, these three girls didn't know uh, him at, at all, uh, didn't know about him or his love or anything like that. And I'm, I just stopped the conversation. I said, hey, guys, this is really random, but do any of you three struggle with migraines? And one of the girls, her name was Taylor, all of a sudden her face dropped and she said, I get them almost daily and I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm bedridden most of the time. Um, what's, what's going on. And um, so I knew God was speaking in that moment and he wanted to do something. And so I just said, grab, grab my hand, Taylor. And, and she had no kind of concept of prayer or anything. So, so she was just kind of staring at me. And we were, just <laughs> we were there for a second. And I was like, Jesus wants to heal you. He's spoken this. He wants to do it now. So anyway, so just, so I just kind of, we kind of just had this awkward eye-to-eye contact for 30 seconds. As I said, you know, be healed. Just fumbled my way through something, um, something small. Anyway, we had the show that night. And afterwards, she came up to me. And she kind of had this mix of like shock and excitement on her face. It was just this um, bizarre combo. And she came up. She was like, Jez, I don't, know, I don't know how to explain this, but usually with the loud music and with the heat and with the sweat, I would have a really bad migraine by now. And she's like, I feel completely fine. I feel amazing. What's going on? And um, come on. Yeah, God. <laughs> and um, he's so good. So, um, and just got to kind of share and say, hey, that's just Jesus. Like he, he's, he's healed you. I think he's done that. And she, um, she was just blown away by the love of, of God. So then anyway, we get to our final show two weeks later, which is in Sydney, and mine, this is in Adelaide, this happened, um, she gets on a plane and comes to our final show, and then we, I saw her afterwards at the end of the show, she just came out of nowhere, and I was like, Taylor, what's going on? And she's like, hey, like, love tonight, and I'm like, how are you? And she's like, I haven't had a trace in the last two weeks, I'm freaking out, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was really cool. Thank you, Lord. So I just wanted to start out by encouraging you that he goes with you everywhere you are. You know, the light of the world, he's good news and he is in you always. And sometimes it just kind of, it's just, it's just that little moment of just saying, Lord, do you want to say something right now? And I, I, try, I, I promise you, if you just listen to that little voice, 
then um, amazing things will happen. So, um, as I was praying this week, um, I really felt like the Lord put something on my heart uh, to share, and, and just stare, I wanted to share a little bit of my story uh, growing up, and I really feel like that uh, He wants to set His children free tonight. I was, it was about three nights ago, I was sitting at my desk in my room, and I just, I heard the Holy Spirit say, um, fear has no place in a child of God, has absolutely no place in a child of God. So if you've got a Bible, I want you to turn to 1 John 4, 1 John 4, and we're going to start at 16, halfway through 16. says this, God is love. It's a good start. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. I want to read verse 18 again. It says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So I just want to unpack that for a second. What does it mean for us to be loved by perfect love? You know, the writer here is talking about, obviously, talking about God the Father. He's talking about Jesus. He's talking about the Holy Spirit when he says perfect love. And I want to ask you tonight, do you believe it in your heart that he is perfect love all the time? Because it doesn't say he is mostly love or it doesn't say he is sometimes love or it doesn't say he is perfect love when we've got our stuff together. Or he doesn't say he's perfect love when we're doing heaps of stuff for him. He just is perfect love, always. And so we have the next part, it says, perfect love casts out fear. So to cast something out is basically to displace something. So when something comes in, God's perfect love comes in, and the fear just has to leave. And that's what happens when we let God love us, when we let His love in, when we're vulnerable before Him. Any kind of fear, any anxiety, any disappointment, uh, any kind of worry, any kind of depression, any kind of torment, sickness, it all has to go because He is perfect love. And that's what I'm starting to realize in my life. Um, He's starting to take me on this journey of understanding that He is a good, good Father. You know, we just, we sung that before. And when we were thinking about the bridge, it says, you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Just kind of, just let that soak for a second. Because I feel like we're not, on earth, we kind of get used to things not being perfect sometimes. You know, we're used, to, we're used to growing up and sometimes things don't work out the way we hope. So there, there can be disappointments, um, there can be trials, 
Uh, there can be sickness that comes in, things that unexpectedly happen. But God's saying, I am perfect all of the time. And I think when we actually grasp that, not just here, but down here, which has taken me um, quite a few years to get this process going, then all of a sudden we realize that he is always a good place to run to. He's always a good place to run to you. Because you see, in John 10.10, it says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come to give you life and life to the full. So I just want to paint that picture for one second that we've got, if you, if you picture the enemy is over here and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he really doesn't like us because we're made in God's image and God is love. So he kind of wants to take that out. And he's just a bad dude. He's a bad guy. He's over here. And I want to make the distinction really clear tonight that Jesus, God the Father, he's way over here, perfect love all the time. And what the enemy wants to do is, he wants to bring this stealing, this killing, destroying into our lives and make us think that somehow God had something to do with it. But it's just not true. And when we can get that in our hearts, when we can get that clear distinction between the two, when, uh, when trials, when things go wrong, all of a sudden we won't be thinking like, like, God, how, how could you let this happen? What's going on here? We're going to understand that we can always run to him because he is always good. He's always a safe place. And I found that in my life for many years, I didn't understand that. You know, I believed uh, the lie that the enemy was saying that, that God isn't a good father. He's not a safe place to run to. But tonight I'm here to say that I've, I've walked this out and he is all the time. And that's what it means when the writer here says, perfect love casts out all fear. Uh, so I just want to take you guys back uh, to a little bit of my childhood. And um, when I was about seven, seven years old, um, I grew up in a really loving family. My parents were both um, very loving, uh, just good guys and girls. Um, but unfortunately, they didn't know how to love each other. So my parents split up, they separated when I was seven, and, uh, and I went to live with mum, and my older brother went to live with my dad. And at that time, my, my whole world just fell apart. I remember uh, walking down the footpath with dad uh, in the area that we lived at that time as a seven-year-old. I remember asking dad, when are, you, when are you coming home? And I remember he looked at me and he said, I don't know. And something shifted in that moment, and, our, and it was like the floor just kind of fell out. And, and this perfect world that, I, that I'd been growing up with all of a sudden fell apart. And that was the moment in my life where, where fear came in, and I believed the lie that I was abandoned, and then I was rejected. And it obviously wasn't the truth, but that was what I was experiencing uh, through, that, through that season. So anyway... This fear kind of very subtly came in and then I took it through my, my high school years and also into my early 20s. And I remember um, just one time in high school, I would have these really irrational fears about just weird stuff. Like I remember going to see Saving Private Ryan in, um, remember that, that movie? At the movies? It's a cool movie. It's, a, it's an awesome movie. But I remember seeing it and then all of a sudden thinking, 
I'm going to have to go to war. Like in about four years, I'm 14. By the time I'm 18, I'm going to have to go to war and I'm probably going to die. And it was just like, it was this irrational thing that was coming from this foundation, this foundational uh, belief that I had in my life that things always fall apart and, uh, and things are out of my control. And then if you fa- I fast forward to it, I was about, um, once again, 22. Um, I was finishing up in uni. And uh, once again, this irrational fear just came out of nowhere again. And uh, I remember calling, actually, Maddie Destry, who's also my mentor, one of my mentors, and I'm um, just kind of telling him on the phone, saying, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, what's going on, um, what's, what's my life about, all this kind of stuff, because there was this fear that had come in, this lie that had come in when I was, when I was a, a seven-year-old. And, it, w- and it, was, it was basically this feeling of abandonment, rejection, that things are out of my control and that God isn't a safe place to run to. And um, so basically, um, at this time, I stayed home for about three months. I didn't leave the house. And it just, it got, it got really bad. And I, I ended up... Um, basically trying to fall asleep at night and just wishing that I wouldn't wake up in the morning. And it's really, really strange because I'm actually quite a happy guy, and I was most of the time. Um, but things were pretty, pretty bad at that moment. And uh, this is a, about the same time that we were starting to record our first album uh, with New Empire. And thankfully, as I kind of called out to God in that moment, uh, that he started to bring people into my life to start to speak truth and start to get me on this journey of believing the truth about myself and believing in the future that he had for me, which was a good one and not one for harm. And um, so basically, um, coming out of that time, as I've been sharing, this kind of, this, this little kind of, I would be in survival mode through my teen years and then into my, into my tw- early 20s, and I would kind of just get by in life. You know, when Jesus says, like, I come to give you life to the full, I didn't actually understand what that was. I didn't understand what that meant. I was kind of just rolling by in survival mode and just trying to um, get through these, this, this fear that would keep kind of popping up now and then in my life. And I finally got miserable enough to go, that's it. I've got to get to the bottom of this thing. Whatever's going on, I'm going to deal with it. Um, it was at a time when I read this scripture that said, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I remember thinking, God, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. So I actually, I actually locked myself basically in my room for a whole weekend. And I was like, I'm just going just, to seek you. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to just keep asking you for you to reveal this to me and see what's going on, because I'd had enough. So anyway, I got about a day into that. This is from, I started Friday night. By Saturday afternoon, something pretty wild happened in my bedroom. And I'm just trying to be real here. I don't, um, I don't want to try and freak anyone out or anything, but just to let you know uh, that he is good and he is real and that, that there is a kingdom of light and there is a kingdom of darkness. Um, it was Saturday afternoon. I was lying on my bed. And I was just praying, asking God. And then all of a sudden, it was a sunny day outside. And all of a sudden, the whole room 
just went pitch black. And, uh, and something grabbed my throat, and then, and then I couldn't see. And then something shoved my head into my pillow and started pushing me across the bed. And in that moment, I was thinking, this is not a good situation to be in. This is, <laughs> this is quite horrendous. Um, but this thought came into my head, and I know it was God. I know it was Him. And it said, all I, all I could think at that moment, I know He gave me this thought, said, in Jesus' name, I am free. That's all I could think. And when I thought that thought again, all of a sudden, this thing got, got rid of my throat. And then I spoke it out and I said, in Jesus' name, I'm free. As I'm still traveling across the side of the bed thinking I'm just going to fall off this thing at any moment. And all of a sudden, when I said that out loud, this thing just flew out of the room as quick as it could, as fast as it could. And somehow I ended up on my feet next to my bed and then just started pacing around the room just saying, in Jesus' name, I'm free. 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 And at that moment, a a couple of things really came to mind. I realized, this is real. This is all real. The spiritual realm is so real. God is real. The enemy is real. It's all happening. It's real. And it it was something that, you know, what the enemy came in to do to try and stop me because I was getting to the bottom of this I was starting to really give my heart to God fully and saying, I want to deal with this fear, whatever it is. I want to get to the bottom of it. And the enemy came in to actually obviously try and stop that. But the crazy thing is, what the enemy means for harm, God always turns around for his good. And he'll always do it in your life. So I realized two things at that moment. I realized that this is all real. God is real. The enemy is real. And I realized that Jesus is the name above every other name. Every other name. Because as soon as I said his name, this thing just flew out. This, this, this thing that, that had me down, this thing that was, you know, that was really, really hectic. Um, so from that moment, I was in. I was saying, okay, God, what's next? What are we doing next? I know this is completely real now. And this is, so we're, we're looking at about four years ago now. Um, I felt like God lead me to a church in Sydney called Discovery Church. Um, and so I, I arrived, the first time I arrived there at night, a 12-year-old prayed for me and there was gold all over my hands when she prayed. And once again, I felt like it was God just like letting me know, hey, I'm close, I'm with you keep going. It's kind of like the rainbow. Did you guys see the rainbow this afternoon? It's just absolutely phenomenal, wasn't it? I turned off my GPS and just followed the rainbow here. It was like, it just came, it just, it looked like it was just coming straight into this, into the, um, the campsite. Um, but you'll find in your life that he's always speaking and he was always letting you know of his goodness. If we would just have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Um, so that happened the first week that I was at this church. And then uh, about a month later, I felt like um, this is the second big encounter that I had that I wanted to share and encourage you with. Uh, I was at the end of church and there was an elderly man that was in the back. His name was Howard. And I felt like God say, ask him, ask him to pray for you. So I was like, okay. Um, went up to him and was like, hey, um, I'm Jeremy and I kind of struggle with depression. Can you pray for me? 
and he was like, he was like a, he actually used to be a professional footballer in the UK. So he was like, all right, son, yes, I will pray. And I was just, I was like, all right, this is going to be good. Um, and he started praying for me, and it was really hard to explain what happened next. There was people playing basketball. It was kind of like a similar hole to this. Um, but all of a sudden, I, I started shaking, and I felt things physically come off me. As God's love was coming in, these things were just like, it's really hard to explain. Um, but it was, there was things coming out of my, my innermost being. That's what the Bible calls it. And it was, I was literally living out this verse, a perfect love casting out all fear. And from that moment, everything was different. I remember waking up uh, the next morning and all the negative thoughts that I used to kind of have in my head, uh, just the real subtle things, all of a sudden I couldn't think them anymore. It was like he actually, it says, it says that he makes all things new. And I feel like he, he just, in that moment, he gave me a new, a new mind. He gave me a new brain. It was almost like a total rewiring. It was really cool. Um, and ever since that, in the last three years, it's been a process after having those encounters of aligning myself with his truth. Because you see, in this journey, you'll have encounters. You'll have the big moments where, you know, you'll see him come in and, and um, you might have a, an amazing experience um, like, like I have at that time. And then there'll be other times where he wants us to come in line with his truth day by day because he wants it to, he wants it to come into a deep place and us to grow in that. Um, so for me, after that time, I had to wake up every morning and choose to believe and say, God, thank you that I'm your son. You know, thank you. Thank you that I'm not an orphan. Thank you that I'm not a slave to fear anymore. And then some days I wanted to say it, and other days I didn't want to say it. You know, it just didn't feel like it. But we have to walk that out. And when we align ourselves with truth, then His grace comes and makes it a reality in our life. And that's when we get set free. Hmm. So if, if what I'm sharing... Um, with you tonight uh, resonates. Um, if, if you feel like that you uh, have some fear in your life, uh, if you feel like anything that I've said uh, hits home for you, I just want to give you some really practical tips on how you can apply this um, and see his perfect love come in and see his freedom come in your life. And the first thing I would say is you've got to let him love you. I think it was about um, six months ago, I was lying on my bed, and uh, one of my favorite questions to ask God is like, God, what's on your heart? And I heard him say, let me love you. And I was like, yeah, I, I do. Like, you know, you know that I, I let you in, but what he was actually saying was, I want to take you to a deeper place, a deeper place of resting in my love, a deeper place of vulnerability, and that's the real key here. The real key is understanding, like we were talking about before, that he is good all of the time. He is a perfect father. He is a safe place to run to. And when we know he's a safe place to run to, then we can be vulnerable in that place because we're not going to be vulnerable if we believe that God comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We're, we're just, it's just not going to happen. 
So I'm saying tonight that he is a safe place to run to always. And, you know, people will let us down. You know, sometimes our, our relationships will let us down. Sometimes our circumstance will let us down. But he's called us to a joy that's beyond circumstance. And that joy is in him. So that's the first thing that I would say is that just to let him love you. And we're going we're gonna to have some time to pray after this. And I really believe that he's going to set people free tonight. Just like I shared before, um, along the way, there'll be big encounters. And then they'll also be walking day to day in truth. And we get, it's really, really fun when the, um, when the massive things happen. And, uh, and we see, you know, heaven come to earth all around us and it's all wild and it's all crazy and then um, there's also the still small voice of just waking up with him every day and knowing that he's there knowing that his goodness follows you every day of your life knowing that he's always dependable and choosing to align ourselves with that truth it's just so key it's so important hmm So I can say um, confidently now that every morning I wake up and one of my favorite verses is the joy of the Lord is my strength. And where there was fear for so many years in my life, he's replaced that with his joy. And I just want to encourage you tonight that, that if, if you're living uh, with anxiety, with worry, uh, with any depression, uh, with, any, with any of these things, um, he wants to set you free. And he's not lying when he says that he can set you free because I've walked it out. I've been there before. Why don't we all just stand? Lord, I thank you that your love is here. I thank you that you're good all the time. Jesus, would you just come now? I pray that you would come and you would bring your truth deep in our hearts right now. He is a safe place to run to. And Lord, when we haven't thought that you were a good father, we just want to say sorry. We're running back to you tonight, Lord.
Just stay in this moment. More Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. Lord, I thank you that you're unlocking hearts tonight. 